Welcome to Cannabis Investing Newsletter. I'm D.H. Taylor. Today, for Q2, we're going to look at the fastest growing cannabis companies per revenue. We've got some great companies in here, some you might not have ever heard of. Some real up-and-comers. A couple bigger names up in there, but mostly these are smaller companies. And their growth rates are pretty surprising. I did do a little sanitizing this time. What I did was I went through and I asked the question, who's really growing? If you've got one quarter where your revenue rate is pretty high, then you drop and come right back up. According to a quarter over quarter revenue rate, that looks good, but not in my book. I'm looking for consistent growing companies. So I have kind of sanitized this a little bit, a little different than what we've done before. Nonetheless, let's take a look. Some of these growth rates are impressive, and these are some companies I think you need to take a good look at. So let's jump into the computer and see what we got. If you are new to my channel, uh, my YouTube channel and my website, thanks for stopping by. What I do here is uh, I, I look at 350 some cannabis stocks that I have on a list. There are about 100 on my website. And of those 100, uh, I'm approaching them from a value investment standpoint. Um, but also cannabis is a growth story. So that's something that you had, need to kind of keep in mind. Nonetheless, given prices where they are today, and we are starting to finally see some uh, movement thanks to um, the House of Representatives doing something kind of that they probably shouldn't be doing. Uh, it should be interesting to see what happens in the Senate. Um, given where prices are right now, there is a lot of opportunity on the upside. So you're looking at these from both a value perspective and a growth perspective, and that's what I do here at the channel. Um, we're looking at the fastest growing quarter over quarter sanitized. So I'm looking at revenues, but I have sanitized these revenues. If you have one quarter where you're pretty high, then the next quarter things fell right back down, but then you went right back up. Your revenue numbers went right back up. Did you really grow? Given that, uh, I kind of cleaned it out a little bit, and I thought that was probably the best thing. I'm, I'm looking for companies that are consistently growing, 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 growing. This year is a growth story right now, cannabis, and it's a long-term growth story over the next couple of years, but it's also value considering where valuations are right now. So that's how I broke this all down. Let's look at some stocks. Indiva is a company I've kind of been endeared with on some level. First off, they're all the way over on the West Coast. I don't know which side West Coast would be, depending on where, for my finger, depending on where that would end up. They're on the West Coast of Canada. They're the number one best-selling edible 2.0 out there. Um, but there's something else about them that really kind of makes it interesting to me. And that's that they have a relationship with Sundial. Sundial's sitting on a lot of cash and they need to put that cash to work. So if you have a very fast growing company, Sundial may be interested in expanding that relationship that they have with Indiva. Meaning if you're looking for the hit and quit, this could be an interesting play. You would end up owning uh, Sundial stock, but you're probably going to get some premium. You could get in, buy it, sell it a little later if you don't want to hold on to Sundial. Sundial, to me, their core business can't make a penny to save their lives. 
but they got a lot of cash and they're buying some great companies. My whole thing is make your core company make money and buy some great companies. These guys have not pulled that off yet. Here's NDVAF, Indiva's stock, as you can see, getting a slight bump. They didn't really sell off like the rest of the companies. These guys are undervalued, uh, similar to everything else in Canvas right now. But how big of a run are we going to get out of this NDAA thing? We'll see. Cure Pharmaceuticals, um, you know, they, what is that about? That's a 50% increase quarter over quarter. And they're like at the bottom of the list. So should tell you that we're going to see some pretty decent numbers going through here. Um, their main focus is uh, pharma and wellness. And um, they, they're they trying to, you know, really kind of take on that. Uh, but their revenue growth rate, I think, is really impressive. And I think there's a lot of upside opportunity with this. Check them out. Some of their numbers are starting to add up. As these guys' numbers continue to add on, um, you're probably going to see metrics that continually improve. So if you're looking for a medical cannabis company to get involved in, this might be it. There's something else about them. They've been in business for about 10 years, but they've got patents. And someone just asked me about if I knew of any companies with patents. It's not something you really run into in the adult use side, but these patents do play out with uh, f wellness and pharma type things. And because of that, that might become valuable. Let's look who's next. So here's the chart on this. Um, we saw a little bit of buying. And I've dug around. I didn't really figure out what pushed that because it was after earnings and there wasn't any real report. I think someone just came into a very illiquid market, pushed it up. This is the four-hour bar chart, so you don't have to go far too far back to figure out what happened there. American's another company that, um, you know, their, their numbers are starting to get up there. I was kind of considering having a minimum of $1 million per quarter, but I looked at this number and I saw some consistent growth and I thought... I know some guys who actually own this stock, so I figured I'd leave this in here. I think these guys have the potential to really grow uh, far more because I keep being told that by some of the guys who hold this. Like, yeah, you really need to give these guys a shot. Um, I just haven't dug in enough to really look at this particular stock, although I have looked at them at least once before. Um, they are more than cannabis producers. They have like some real estate services and things like this. If you go to their website, there's some other things there. And that could balance out their um, their revenue over uh, the course of periods of time. So that's something that's interesting. Uh, take a look at them from that perspective. Looks like uh, the NDAA move for by the house may have saved ACAN. We'll see. Um, we're getting more positive movements out of bigger playing stocks. So this potentially could uh, could prop up this particular stock. 
if you're looking for something close to the its bottom, this might be it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be a fast growing. Nonetheless, if you keep looking at their numbers and if revenues continue to increase, might be something interesting there. AYR Wellness is opening up new dispensaries. They're doing a lot to actually increase their revenue, and it's not just all of a sudden people showed up at the door. Uh, there were some acquisitions along the way. You know, of course, Liberty uh, kicked in a couple quarters ago. So we're starting to see some of their moves play out in their revenue. This is a company that's going to be big, maybe not the biggest, but this is a definite player. They are based out of Florida, that's where their corporate office is, but they are in five different states. And I've had someone say, yeah, there's another one on its way. So I'm not going to tip my hand on that one just because I'm not certain as to how long or which state it is at this point. But AYR Wellness, again, one of those sort of medium MSOs trying to become far bigger. Um, you know, Florida, I hear a lot about the competitiveness there. I've seen reports where in Florida, um, and that's where they picked up Liberty. Um, in Florida, the state itself is still underserved. And then I always posit one question. If we actually get federal legalization, would states that are medical only be more ready to flip? Um, and it may be that Florida does get to that point. So although Florida is a battleground state for a lot of companies for medical only, it's underserved and the potential is that eventually there's going to be even more revenue potential. So we'll see with that. Um, they're hitting just about all the different product categories uh, in those five states. I think there's like six, you know, flour, tinctures and things like this. Like so many other of the cannabis companies, NDAA may be saving um, a complete sell-off. But if you look at these valuations, the market cannot ignore these profits forever. Um, and yet it is. Hopefully, we finally see some up movement. Kona Gold, KGKG. Um, these guys are a beverage company and we're starting to see some movements here um, that was about a 60% increase for revenue I have been wanting to look at Kona Gold and Bevcana um, the reason why people have been asking about Bevcana Bevcana and Kona Gold if you look at some of their numbers they are so similar even though they're kind of in different areas um, but they're both beverage companies and there's a lot of similarities. So I was thinking about doing a head-to-head. -head. Unfortunately, time just takes everything away from me. Um, these guys, because of their similarities, um, looking at some of their numbers, they're, even though we're starting to get revenue growth, and I haven't broken down Kona Gold at this point with its latest revenues, the other numbers aren't quite there. But... That was about a 60% increase in revenue. So I need to kind of take a look at this. It might be an opportunity there. So if you're looking for something interesting that has some um, sort of kind of big upside movement, this might be it.
if we did see any kind of movement upward, as you can see from this chart, um, this is sort of a true penny stock. So I know some of you guys like to kind of hit these things. There is potential with the NDAA kind of moving the markets right now. Something like this, you can pick up a lot of shares. But I would encourage you to look at all the numbers. And I've got them all broken down on my uh, website so you can check on that. Um, simply because this could easily head right back up to where it was should we get a good push here. We'll see. Even Company, I don't know why I've always been kind of endeared to this company. Um, but they're seeing, I mean, that's almost a 50 or a hundred, nearly a hundred percent increase quarter over quarter. So very impressive. Can they continue with that? And that's what I really want to take a look at. Something about Even Company that I really liked, uh, Ladies First. They really target just women. I mean, there's, if you look at their product line, it's, it's pretty simple. You know, they, they don't have like different types of products. They have like one different kind or one solid kind of framework, but they also have like bath, CBD bath bombs, things like this. So they really are targeting the woman, which I think is kind of, you know, maybe an underserved market. So there's a lot going on there. Um, I don't know why I've always kind of pulled for this company. We'll see how they play out. From a stock perspective, of course, like everything else, all the way down to the bottom, I wonder if what will happen if we start to see um, some positive momentum and actually a, kind of a turnaround. I don't know if we've seen a lot of people just getting out of the market. Uh, are there short sellers? I don't know how this plays out. But something like this, you could, again, see a lot of upside I would probably wait two or three quarters if I was looking for a long term until I saw some solidity in some of these smaller stocks, especially even company. I want to see what their gross margins are. It's not just a revenue story. Are they going to be consistent with that revenue? Was it a one off? But if they keep growing uh, some numbers, then, you know, you need to start looking at these kinds of companies. Plus products. We're going to give them an honorable mention. Um, Plus Products has, and I just did a video on these guys. They have a ticking time bomb. Uh, I guess we could call it that. They've got some warrants that are due. From my read from what they're doing. Now, I've been communicating with some people, and they've been really kind of deep digging in. I have one guy who's a follower who's been, uh, he's also a shareholder. So he doesn't know where he's going to end up with this. Someone just sent me an email saying that it was only a 10-day bankruptcy. And if that's true, and I didn't really dig into the bankruptcy notes themselves, what I wanted to show with that particular video was, look at these metrics here. But the one thing that really kind of stood out is they're kind of a ticking time bomb because of that future warrant that they've got to kind of cover. Now, I understand that the warrants were something like $6.50. Well, the stock price on Plus Products is like $0.30. Cents. It's a little bit of a gap to have to cover, and they don't have the cash for it. They are running out of cash. It may be that they're looking to sell themselves, as you know, someone dropped me an email thinking that might be a potential as well. 
not certain, but if they have a 10-day process that they're going through, what that tells me is they already have a plan. They just want to go into a courtroom, solidify it, make it legal, and then get right back out. So uh, we should be coming up due on that particular period of time. Their metrics, uh, if you looked at their revenue, their most recent revenue, that's what got them on this list. They had a huge jump in revenue. It was a record. So they would be in here, but they're BK. So now they did a turnaround and that got them to their kind of new revenue. Is it too much too late? Plus products, you get an asterisk on this list. But none of us can buy the stock or sell it if you're a shareholder. We'll see how that plays out. Um, like I said, short-term BK. I did a video on Oxley a couple quarters ago. And they are number one, 2.0 in certain parts of western canada non-edible and i think that means vapes is what they were targeting if you look at their their website they were talking about that they're number one with 14 percent market share which was big and i remember you know it was it was months ago like back in march april and someone left a comment that it was the question was is this a joke on my on my video and I'm looking at this, and I think the revenue was either 10 or 14 at the time. Obviously, there was a drop last quarter, and then they moved back up. But this this was a big jump up for them, and it was a record. And I, this revenue growth rate, and if you're if you got 14% of the market share in like half of Canada, the western portion, and you have increasing revenues like this, where's the joke, bestie? I, I you know whatever. Some of the comments I get, I'm. Just, uh, I used numbers. You got lost. Um, like I said, they are, um, you know, from a 2.0 perspective, I think, and if, if I'm remembering correctly with their real focus was their vapes. The vapes were actually a big deal. Um, take a look at that. And I'm not sure how they're updating and if there's more competition, do they still hold that 14% market share? Or are they still number one in those areas? Nonetheless, I like Oxley for another reason. Sundial again. Sundial and Oxley have a relationship. And there's some money involved. And Sundial's looking to put some $750 million to work. Oxley could be a hit and quit for you. You could get a quick 20, 30% out of that. But you're stuck with Sundial. But Sundial's kind of growing there. We'll see how that plays out. Not a whole lot of movement with Oxley. CBWTF is their stock symbol down here on the OTC. Um, if these, these guys would be a follower when it comes to the NDAA thing, and you can see that there isn't a lot of movement here. Um, if you're looking for the, the leaders, look at Green Thumb, True Leaf, uh, Cure Leaf. Those two plus True Leaf are probably the ones I would point the finger at and say, jump in on them. As a matter of fact, I did do that with somebody and that their trade is working out very well. Tilray. Another asterisk. First off, Tilray is doing very well. 
And I cannot believe just recently I actually put a video up here and said, buy Tilray. Six quarters from now, they just printed $142 million revenue. In six more quarters, they are going to average $1 billion per quarter for four quarters. They're telling us that in 2024, they're going to print $4 billion in revenue. They just printed $142 million. That's six times. So this is extremely large growth. Now, Tilray, why are they in this list? Uh, it's really because they merged with Afria and all the numbers showed up. I wasn't going to do a uh, pro forma or anything like this. But I don't mind shouting out to Tilray once again because they look like they're really putting some things together. You need to look at Tilray. I just said that. I have, back in 2018, I used to slam the bejesus out of Tilray. The stock came out at like 315 bucks. And I just like, just sell the thing, just sell the thing, just sell the thing. Well, now it's in single digits. Yeah, you need to start buying the thing, buying the thing. Because long-term, this is a $50 to $100 stock. And they're nowhere near that price right now. Um, again, like I said, the merged data um, from Afria. I wasn't going to do a pro forma going backwards. So that's why, but still, I felt they could be in this listing. Australis Capital is, um, they go around buying brands. So they don't actually produce anything. It's um, They're more of like a venture capital acquiring brands and want to be kind of a, a brand holder. And I really like that idea. Let everybody else do the dirty work. Hold on to the brands, promote the brands. Um, I think that's a really smart idea. So if you're looking for a company that could potentially really take off, this might be an opportunity. You can look at what they're holding on to. Um, we saw a big jump. Are we going to continue to see these kinds of revenue increases? I think it might be a while before they can kind of get these brands going. Uh, nonetheless, this is a huge jump for them. I want to see consistency, though, because this there isn't enough information right here at this point. Um, they, From what I can tell, they never produced a product. They are just acquiring brands. Nothing wrong with that. We'll see how it plays out. From a stock perspective, not really playing out much at all. Uh, it's kind of like not really doing anything. We'll see how it goes with these guys. Look for more consistency with them. Nonetheless, you can see that the revenue growth rate was pretty big for the quarter. The number one, Canara Biotech. This is a company, uh, you can see their revenue increases. Um, there were some movements within the company, and this is what got them to where they are. We're going to see a couple more quarters with some good growth rates, but I don't know that you're going to consistently, well, you certainly probably won't see consistency like this, what is that, 300% increase in one quarter. Um, you will see the potential of more increases going forward, so that's something important. Take a look at them. There are other numbers because they're starting to get their uh, revenues pushed forward like this. It's affecting positively margins, getting closer with the bit to things like this. So this is a company you need to kind of write it down and take a look at.
Um, and here's one of the things that I like most about these guys. They're a Quebec producer. Now, this wouldn't be legal in the United States of America. Uh, it would be unconstitutional. Let me use the right word there. Here's the thing with Canara Biotech. The province of Quebec requires that everything be produced in Quebec. So that's sort of how that's working right here in the United States. And I've been getting a lot of questions about um, legalization here in the United States. And if the federal government were to legalize this, uh, there's going to be a shift and all it takes is one lawsuit and all of a sudden everything we know about cannabis changes. And when I started looking at Canara uh, a few, few weeks ago, I started to kind of process this information, how it's different. And then I realized here in the United States, it would change quickly. Canara, uh, it's, Quebec is a big province, not the biggest. So they have the ability to really do well going forward with this. But let's take it back to the United States. If you have two states, the interstate commerce clause um, within the Constitution does not allow the prevention of free flow of commerce. So if the federal government were to actually legalize cannabis, if you're a producer in Arizona and you want to sell your product in California, California law would not allow you to, or disallow you to sell because it goes contrary to the Commerce Clause. And when you start to process that information, it's game-changing. And that's probably the biggest game-changing thing there is. And I've been kind of processing, processing this in my mind, and I'm starting to put this all together. If the feds go legal, and I've been kind of saying, oh, it's not going to do anything, it's not going to do anything, but then it dawned on me. You can't prevent commerce. So you can go up, so an, a company in Arizona can go up to California and say, you can't stop me from selling my product in your state. That's unconstitutional. And they are dead right. It's not that simple, of course. you got to go to court. Nonetheless, eventuality is California loses. Colorado loses. Washington loses. All those states lose. That you'd be able to sell those products within but then there's some real kind of interesting legality things. Okay, you're not allowed to sell. Um, you're not allowed to sell products where it's not legal. Well, how can you prevent commerce by making it illegal if it's legal on the federal level? But then you look at Texas or some other kind of southern states where they have um, dry counties things like that. So it's really kind of interesting, but I think you're probably eventually going to see some big companies wanting to consolidate and starting to sue other states to start stripping down their uh, legislation. Probably a long way away from that. We shall see. Plant that seed. Keep it in the back of your mind. There may be big shifts. Uh, Quebec, uh, I've, I've had a conversation with someone where they said, yeah, it's not really... Like it kind of goes against their federal policies, but nobody's really doing anything about it. So going back to Canara, uh, this is something that potentially could shift as well. Nonetheless, if you're producing in Quebec, 
you can serve those companies in Quebec. And then when you start looking at it, you realize that nobody else is really producing in Quebec. So it's kind of a controlled environment right there. Uh, these are your top 10. There's some interesting names in here. A couple I've kind of covered recently. Definitely take a look at some of these guys. Definitely take a look at, say, Oxley and Diva, uh, Tilray. Can't believe I keep saying that. Nonetheless, if you like my content, thanks so much for smashing that like button and the follow button. There's a free email newsletter down at the bottom. Hit that. I send out this information on a regular basis. Be looking for uh, a really big video coming out probably Friday. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you in the next video.